a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Mighty Main Street, the faces and places of Utah. This show features interviews with our small business community that create our Utah job market. We're supported by Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. I have Keisha Yote with me here today, and she's the owner of Glamping Canyonlands and has really embraced this glamping experience that we all, um, certainly I, really enjoy. So, Keisha, thank you for your time, and thank you for joining us on Mighty Main Street today. You were brought to us by Utah Office of Tourism. They asked us to give you a call, and they're one of the organizations that's underwriting this program along with Visit Salt Lake. So, Keisha, thank you for your time. Well, thank you for having me. It's it's so nice to be here and have the support of the community. I think Utah has done a wonderful job in really supporting our business community going through these challenging times. So, tell me how you and Eric got this wonderful idea of doing your glamping canyon lands. And uh, tell us about the experience that people have and where you're located. Yeah, so at first I actually agree 100% about Utah supporting businesses. They've been fantastic. We just opened October 9th of last year. You know, 2020 has been the hardest time that any of us have seen. But Utah and San Juan County, which is where we're at, they've just been so supportive and just helping in every step of the way. And we're just so thrilled to be here. Uh, so, yeah, so we opened Grant and Canyonlands just in October of last year, like I said, and we really just love this area. I mean, it doesn't get much better than this. We visited here eight years ago on our honeymoon and fell in love, and we always knew we wanted to come back. We were living in Las Vegas at the time, and so when we had the opportunity to move here, we jumped on it and we looked for land. And we knew we wanted to have a space for people to come and enjoy the outdoors. And we wanted to work outdoors. We wanted to have our own business, but we weren't sure what that looked like. And eventually it just evolved into this. And we love hosting people. We used to do it all the time back in Vegas. And we love sharing experiences with people. So right now we have three bell tents, canvas bell tents. And we're just kind of... Little by little, we just kind of improve and add on. And, I mean, we're not these big companies that, you know, can throw all the money out and do all these things right up front. We just kind of, you know, we're small, you know, and it's intimate, and we like to meet people. So right now we've got three tents. They're all fully furnished with clean beds, blankets, pillows, uh, goose-down comforters, lounge chairs inside, rugs, 
Uh, they've got ottomans, and they're all decorated differently. They're not the same, and they've all got, but each one of them do have board games. They have uh, little lanterns to walk to and from the bathroom because it's one shared communal bathroom, and we're completely off-grid, so there's no lights out here just for the solar. We have string lights inside. We have a guidebook, a local guidebook of things to do around the area. They all have first aid kits, fire extinguishers, and hand sanitizer, which is definitely very important for what's happening right now. And we keep them very clean. And we have, they're all on deck, custom-made lounge chairs. You know, just a space for people to get out and enjoy the southern Utah. And we're in the process of opening up a fourth one right now. And we built the deck for it. It's going to be a much larger deck that can hold up to four people. It's going to have a king bed in this one. Couple, couple convertible chairs for twin beds, an outdoor dining space, hammock area, a bistro table. It's very much a step up from our other ones. And they all have grilling for fire pits out here. And, yeah, we just want people to enjoy, you know, the, the space here and the experience. Like, that's very important to us. So we listen to everybody, what they have to say, what they want to see. We work on improving that over time. Yeah, so that's kind of basically what we have going on right now. And then you also have a nice, like a nice shower bathroom area. So you have these really cool tents, and the furniture inside is wonderful with the gorgeous chairs and and the rug and everything else. I mean, it truly is glamping. And then you have a nice bathroom facility as well. Is that correct? Yep. So we're completely off-grid, but we've actually been able to make a shower that's fully uh, with running water, you can have hot showers at the end of the day, flushing toilets, just like you'd have anywhere else. You know, in the future, we plan on doing, expanding, and having more. Hopefully, someday have en-suites. We're going to, you know, have A-frame cabins out here and yurts out here, and we're going to mix it up. You know, it's not going to be the same. And But we'll also keep it a very small operation. Probably only ever have about 10 structures out here. So, And we like to keep everything spaced out so people aren't on top of each other. We like to have, like when I go camping, I like to have a bit of privacy. and But also we have communal areas that if people want to, you know, hang out, socialize, we have those as well. And so uh, we won't ever be super big, so that's how we like it. We like to keep it small and keep it intimate. And then do you and Eric live on the property? We do, actually, yeah. So we have 22 acres, and about half of the property is for the glamping, and then the other half is ours. So if Wherever anybody ever needs anything, we're just, you know, a few-minute walk down the hill that we've got, and we come help out. We meet everybody. Yeah, so it's very convenient, actually, being on property. So what's the closest city that you're to? Monticello. So Monticello is a small town 15 minutes away. Right. Moab is just 40 minutes. We're just 40 minutes south of Moab. Oh, very cool. So, yeah, so we're close enough, but still far away, and so... We actually have a lot of space out here. You know, we don't have any anybody else that lives by us. We don't have any other buildings by us. That's an added bonus, but we're super close to everything. And the drive to and from Moab is absolutely gorgeous. And we're on Highway 211, which is the highway that goes into Canyonlands National Park, the Neal's District. And so that we're about 40 minutes from the entrance there as well. But we're on that road, the only way to and from the Needles. Keisha, that had to be a sensory shock for you and Eric to go from Nevada, Las Vegas, hospitality to where you are now. Definitely different. I mean, <laughs> we lived in the city our whole life, and so now we bought land 
we always knew we wanted to live off grid. Like that was our, we're just kind of people. We want to have a farm. We want to be homesteaders. We want to just live off the land. That's what we always knew we wanted. Uh, but doing a business like that as well, we did not anticipate. <laughs> it just kind of happened that way. And it definitely is a lot of learning. We had to put in a septic system. We had to put in a road and a parking lot. We're on open range cattle, uh, open range territory right now. So we have cattle coming through right now. <laughs> it's a way different uh, lifestyle than what we're definitely used to, but we absolutely love it. Good for you. Well, welcome to Utah. Your impact has just been immediate. Uh, people have to go to your website because they can see how comfortable it is. And you just kind of tuck into this really cool tent that's up on its own deck. And it just looks it just looks heavenly. I have a question for you, uh, Keisha. Are you are you part of the Dark Sky Initiative? I mean, it's so big right now. We have 21. I think it's 21 certifications for Dark Sky. So the sky at night must just be phenomenal. The best thing about this property, I would have to say, uh, I don't know about the. I've heard about the Dark Sun Initiative. Uh, I haven't looked into it, but we are definitely when you at night the stars. I mean, even last night when I when I came out, it was just unbelievable. You just wouldn't believe, and you can see the Milky Way clear as day um, most nights. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, this area is just great for the night sky. I can't I can't say enough about it, <laughs> and neither can the ducks actually. Uh, Keisha, you and Eric have got to look into the Dark Sky Initiative. It is really taking off in the state of Utah. I mean, it's this is something that the Utah Office of Tourism has really embraced. And um, just so that you know, because there are people that follow the dark skies. So you could have some automatic customers right off the bat that you're offering this beautiful skyline. I, I mean, I didn't even know too much about it until I had a chance to interview the people that are really driving this initiative for the state of Utah. And what's interesting about it is that you don't think about it, but we have light pollution. I mean, we're, we have so much, we just, we have a lot of things to deal with. But anyway, light pollution is one of them. And, and that's why, you know, a lot of people in the cities can't even see the Milky Way, uh, can't see the North Star. And so you've got a group of people that you could tag into. You want to look into that with Utah Office of Tourism with the, the Dark Sky Initiative. Um, well, you know what? All the best to you and Eric. Do you want to give your website so people can check you guys out and they can take a they can take a look at what your really cool glamping uh, tents look like? So it's glampingcanyonlands.com. And so there you can see all, you can book a place, you can see um, what we're up to. And we have future plans on there, which people love to see what we have planned on in the future coming down. We're also on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. I post regularly about updates and kind of almost daily of things that are going on in the campground so people can see and kind of understand what's going on. And that's that's a lot of fun. And then you can also email us, glampingcanyonlands at gmail.com. If you ever have any questions, we are always available. Do you have uh, repeat customers that have experienced this cool place you have and come back? So not yet because we just opened October 9th and we were only open for about six weeks. So that was another thing that we learned that this area actually does close for season. <laughs> we didn't know that. So, we, and in the future, we actually hope to stay open because we do live here for, we do open to have the option of winter camping as well. Uh, just not this year. So we reopen March 1st and we're already booking up fast. So yeah, people can go ahead and book right now for March 1st throughout the 2021 season. Keisha, thank you so much for your time today. All the best to you and Eric and 
Congratulations on your success and on your peace and happiness that you have with Glamping Canyon Lands. All the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Have a good one. Check out our interviews on the podcast page of KSLNewsRadio.com. I'm host Chris Redgrave. We're coming right back on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.